give you glory, Lord. Lord, please take this moment right now to just meet and greet those around you before we go into the next portion of our service. Valentine's Day. Can you tell it's the night of Valentine's night? Feel like um, I feel like I'm living what Pastor started out with. Is this about the size of it, Dina? Uh, I don't know. We got 22. Still not. Still not there. This would be a big crowd. Sunday morning crowd? I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. Um, I don't know the words to the song as um, when Robin was playing, but it said something about right here, right now. And I was thinking that the times that Pastor says, sometimes when it's the smallest is when God shows up the greatest. Um, so I just, you know, the Lord's presence is here, and uh, I love being here. I love the Lord, and I was just, that just kind of hit me right here, right now. Um, some of the announcements that we've got, um, just real quick, I'm going to run over. It's what Pastor gave this morning, Wings. Um, ladies are going to have their movie night on this Tuesday. Um, new members class is uh, Sunday, February 21st. It's going to be at 6 p.m., so the same time as the service over in the B building. Um, Wednesday night, small groups. So I can tell you starting in March, I will not be teaching on a Wednesday night for six weeks. Um, pastor's going to do a series called Not a Fan. And then our ministry fair, uh, fair that we're having, which... Um, some of you guys know I've gotten into this travel softball, so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to be there, but I got this, but fortunately it's not on a weekend I'm traveling, so that's a cool thing, so a ministry fair Sunday, April 10th at 10.30, and then if you're attending the women's retreat, 
Um, the next 25 is now due if you haven't paid in full. So, um, Kari, if you go ahead and put the scripture up on the on the screen. Um, tonight is going to be short. Um, Pastor is not here tonight, um, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but his boys weren't here this morning. And um, when he woke up and opened his bedroom door this morning, uh, Seth was on the floor in front of him sick. And so he left Jake to stay at home with him, so that's why the two boys weren't here. And Pastor just asked for prayers. He normally doesn't, and he, and he you know, lets you, doesn't share all his stuff, but um, he did ask for, for prayers for Seth. Um, and that he and Jake also don't get it, that it doesn't pass through the house. Um, so, but that's why he's not here. Um, tonight is going to be short. Um, I just talked and talked the other night. And I don't spend during the week at church. I work during the week and have a lot of stuff going on in the evening times. So this is just something that I've been going over um, reading and have read it recently, and so when Pastor asked me today, is this something, you know, do you have something? And I'm like, well, I always have something. Um, I mean, I can talk for a while, anytime, but um, Ecclesiastes 4, 4 through 6 um, came to my mind, and so um, we're going to read this and then just cover this for a little bit, and then we're probably going to end in prayer um, as a group. We'll probably spend a few minutes, five, eight minutes, something like that, just in prayer. Um, at the end of the service. In Ecclesiastes it says, Again, I saw that for all toil and every skillful work, skillful work, a man is envied by his neighbor. This is also vanity and grasping for the wind. The fool folds down, the fool folds his hands and consumes his own flesh. Better a handful with quietness than both hands full together with toil and grasping for the winds. I'm going to preach to you guys tonight a sermon that I've titled, Are You Grasping for the Wind? Ah, are we grasping for the wind? Dear Lord, we thank you for this night, Lord. We thank you for being here and being with us, Lord. And we thank you for this opportunity to come together and hear your word. It's always a great thing to hear your word. And Lord, I ask that the words that come from me come from you, Lord. That it's not me, but I'm just a speaker to convey the words that you're wanting us to hear. And that includes me, Lord. And we just ask you to be with us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so if you put that back on the screen, Kari. In Ecclesiastes, we've got Solomon, who is, his, and, and this is an awesome book. It kind of extends from Proverbs. Um, Keon and I were talking earlier um, before service, and it's kind of like an extension of Proverbs, and it continues on these these great things. In Proverbs, you know, we can use that as a map, and Pastor has us read the proverb of the day that corresponds with the the uh, chapter. And Ecclesiastes expands on that, and and it, the reason why it expands on it, it pretty much covers everything, all this stuff that we're going through, all this stuff that we're doing, because in Ecclesiastes, Solomon is this wise dude that is looking for wisdom, looking for knowledge, looking for this whole search of what life is all about. And here's the cool thing, he's got the money to do it with. 
So he goes through everything. I mean, he goes through women, and he goes through planting, and he has vineyards, and he builds palaces, and he does all of these kind of things to try and find out what life is all about. And he's talking about for all the toil and every skillful work, a man is envied by his neighbor. This is also vanity and grasping for the wind. So we know that work is a good four-letter word and that we're supposed to be working and that we're supposed to provide for our families and we're sp- a, a, a good man leaves his children's children in inheritance. But I think with everything else, um, the, the, the man and the person that strives to have more and more and more has no contentment. And I believe that this is where it's, it's going with this because it says this is also vanity and grasping for the wind. And so it's the vain person, as I spoke last time when I was talking about the paneled houses, and you're more worried about your neighbors and what they're doing and what neighborhood am I living in. And even, I mean, I moved from Orange Park Country Club to Middleburg, Florida, and I kind of did the reverse Beverly Hillbillies, and we were to Clampets in reverse, and we moved in from a house in Orange Park to a double wide in Middleburg. But we have some land, and we have, Nancy has her garden that she wanted, which you can't have in the country club, right, Carol? Can't have your shed out back, and your, yeah, you, just, you know, there's a whole bunch of restrictions. And so we're really happy with where we're at um, in Middleburg. And there's this line, however, that we have to be careful that we're not crossing. Because I want my wife to be comfortable, and I want our family to be comfortable, and I want to be comfortable. Everybody always seems to want more than what we have. And this is that vanity that grasps for the wind. You, you, you have to have some sort of goal that you have in life and something that you want to achieve, that you want to get to, but you also have to have a contentment in your life. You know, you can't always be reaching for more and more and more. And so when I talk about the, um, you know, when, when Nancy and I are, are doing this, we're going through and we're remudding our entire house and we're repainting our entire house. We're going to put new flooring in. And there's nothing wrong with remodeling your house and there's nothing wrong with doing these things. But we want to make sure that, um, you know, are we doing it, are, are, are we doing it for the right reasons? You know, is it, is it because we don't want to, um, are, are, we, are you embarrassed where, where you live? Or do you not want someone to come in because of the things that you have? Is, is it this materialistic thing that you've got going on in your mind? Um, you have to have, you have to get to a point in your life where you have contentment. And it says, the fool folds his hands and consumes his own flesh. The folds his own hands and consumes his own flesh. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at this as this grasping for wind and this toil and everything that goes through these verses right here um, and consumes his own flesh. And so I look at my life, and I'm going to share a little bit with my life right now, of this consuming of the flesh. Um, and I look at it at myself and go, am I consuming my own flesh or am I doing these things? Am I, where, am I where I'm supposed to be? Because let me just give you a glimpse 
of an insight. Um, I was riding with one of my new employees. And he's 18 years old, and he's a good hard worker. He lives out in Keystone Heights, just a country boy all day long. And he lives with his parents, and, I mean, he works with me putting fences up. So he's not like he's in retail and he meets people. And, you know, he's not going to school anymore, so he doesn't, you know. So I ask him, I'm like, you know, Caleb, what do you do? What do you do on the weekends? You know, do you have a girlfriend? And, you know, and he's, well, I, I kind of stay at home and I work with my dad, but I got a few friends that, you know, from high school, and I hang out with them every once in a while. And that was it. And he's like, well, what do you do? So I said, well, Sunday morning, I get up and I go to church. And then, you know, Nancy counts a lot, so we usually don't get home until 1 or 1.30. And then I come back, and because we live so far away, we got a pretty good drive. So we usually just have two or three hours at the house, and then we come back. So Sunday morning, Sunday night, we're at church. Monday, I get up, I go to work. Monday night, I either have men's softball or it's card night with Ken and Diane because they live right around the corner from us. Tuesday, I go to work. Tuesday night, we have men's Bible study. And if we can't get card night in on Monday night, we'll get card night in on Tuesday night. Wednesday, I go to work. Wednesday night, we have church. Thursday, I go to work. Thursday night is the night that I try to spend with my wife. I try. Friday, we go to work. Friday night, we have softball, which... We just finished our season. That's the cool thing. Here's the next thing, though. Registration for the next season is next week, and we start a week after that. So, I mean, it's, you know, it really is not an end to softball. It just is an ongoing thing, and that's why we're going to build another trophy case because we just don't ever stop. So, um, so that's Friday night. This Friday night, we finished at 10 o'clock our game, and so we went and had a celebration. Um, we ate pizza at uh, the infield pizza place. Got home after midnight. Um, by the time I got settled in, I went to bed at um, about 12.45, and I had my alarm set for 2.30. I woke up at 2.30, and I read my Bible because that is important. No matter all the things that I try and do, I try to stay grounded, and Nancy and I do a Bible study every morning together. She was not up at 2.30, but I did get into my Word. And so I, I read my Bible, and I drank my three cups of coffee, took my shower, and got on the road at 4 o'clock in the morning and stopped in Stark and picked up a car hauler and went down to Tampa and went to an auction, bought eight cars at an auction on Saturday. By the time I got home with three cars, it was 10 o'clock last night. I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning because I left five cars down there. You get the picture, right? Am I consuming my own flesh? And what am I doing these things for? And in James, it talks about that you're not supposed to, you know, well, I'm going to go here um, for the next year and I'm going to make all this money. And it talks about not boasting. And so um, I try and keep this ground in my mind that I'm not supposed to be talking about what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, whether it's making this money, doing this business, or, you know, whatever else. And so this is a very intense year. Oh, and I forgot, every third Saturday I'm on a travel team that I go out of town and play softball in South Florida, and every second Saturday is auctions down in Tampa. So I forgot to throw those in. But um, So my weekends will be same to this weekend for a while and I plan on putting a weekend a month into the church, and then that leaves me a Saturday to get this 
our house done and the Thursday night to get with my wife. Um, now, if I, if I planned on doing this forever, I would say without a doubt that I am consuming my own flesh and that everything that I'm doing is for vanity because I'm not satisfied and I have to have the next step, have to have the next step, have to have the next step. However, I have labeled this, and pastors talked about it, I have labeled this in a two-year plan. Now, whether this is a two-year plan or a two-day plan, because Christ might come back, believe me, I would be ready for that. Um, it would be much more enjoyable to be in heaven with Christ and you know, our Father instead of doing everything that I'm getting ready to do. Um, but still, I've labeled this year a year of accomplishment for Nancy and I in our own lives. And this doing in the house and everything else is not in the auctions and all of that. There is a means to the ends, number one. Um, well, I should say number two, because number one, I understand that um, I'm doing this this year with a focus and a purpose of a sense of accomplishment of hopefully making enough money with um, the cars. And I tithe, I've given you guys tithing stories so hopefully I'll have an increase in the tithing that I'm giving now, um, but also is to have everything but just about four or five years of my mortgage paid for so I don't have anything but a house payment. And then my second year of this plan is a year of relaxation, which every single person that I've made that comment to has laughed at me and said, <laughs> relaxation, right. That means you're going to have two Saturdays a month off instead of one Saturday a month. But... Um, I, I really do um, have this end to this. And so I'm walking this line of vanity and grasping for the wind. And we need to examine our lives. And we need to have a contentment within our lives. Um, and, and Solomon goes through this over and over about in all these different things that he does of all these things that he's trying and all of these women that he's with and the farming period that he goes through and the building period that he goes through. And it all comes back, in the, you know, in the very end, it's like none of this really matters. And it's in Ecclesiastes where it says that the fastest runner doesn't always win the, right, win the race and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. And, you know, sometimes you're just in the right place at the right time. And... In the end, just none of this matters but God. You know, it's, it's not all the toil. It's not all the, you know, the, so where I'm going with this is we have to look at ourselves. And are we toiling for our own vanity? And are we toiling because I want something just a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better? Um, I struggle with that with myself. I don't know if I'm justifying it to myself and I'm wrong. And this is part of my examination process. And we have to look at our all, all ourselves at what we're doing. You know, are we changing careers? Are we, you know, are we doing things in an effort to become better? Or are we doing things for God and for a, you know, for an ending point? Um, James put his whole work on hold for a year. I, I, I do. I, 
applaud you because I couldn't do that. I, I don't, you know, I'm sure if God, yeah, pastor says if you like hear God standing face to face tell you that, you probably just had bad pizza. But, um, man, I mean, if, I guess if God stood face to face and told me, I would probably do that. But um, short of that, I can't see doing that. So, I mean, I applaud James and Amy and Jimmy and all those guys for being up here all the time and giving as much time as they've got. Um, but we have to examine ourselves on that line. And are we content with what God gives us? Because it says, better a handful with quietness than both hands full together with toil and grasping for the wind. So better a handful with quietness. And I have a note written back in like 2009 in my Bible that says, and, and it's funny because I, I read this and I look at my life. And, it said, and I wrote to myself, don't kill yourself with work. Spend alone time or time with your family. And so your alone time is yourself, is your meditation with God. Spend time with God. Um, now, I fully encourage that, and I've tried to teach to my sons, and it's only been for me just a year or two at 54, 55. And so my sons, who are 19 and two of them in their 20s, that I'm trying to convey this to on how much better it would be. Um, for those of you that have children or have had them that at least have gotten to 19 years old, Though to try and tell a 19-year-old, hey, when you wake up in the morning, get up an hour and a half before you have to do anything. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, really, can you imagine? Okay, son, you have, to, you have to leave the house at 7, so wake up at 5.30 just because, you know. And, but it's awesome. It's awesome. If you will do that, if you'll wake up an hour and a half, two hours before you wake up, I mean, before you go to, have to go to work or leave the house and spend time with your spouse, spend time with God praying, spend time in the Bible reading your word. And I tell people, man, that is always, without a doubt, my best time of the day spent with my wife because I haven't had time to do anything wrong yet throughout the day and for her to get mad at me. So we're always on good terms first thing in the morning time. So spend time in the morning with God. Do a Bible study with your spouse. It's phenomenal. Make this time, you know, make time for God. Spend this quiet time that you have, um, a handful of quietness, and grasp this quietness. Um, don't kill yourselves just to have more and more and more and more. Get yourself to a place where you're content with God because our time here is a very short time. In the whole specter of the realm of things, this time that we have on earth is a vapor in the wind. And so... While we're here, spend time with God. Don't worry what you're accomplishing. It's all vanity. 
all, all the stuff that you're trying to build and grow and grow because you cannot take it with you. And so spend the quality time, do the things, love your children, love your grandchildren, be better parents, be better spouses, spend more time with God, love the Lord, and look forward for His day coming back. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We truly appreciate the opportunity to pour into your lives each week. For more information or to donate to Abundant Life's ministry, please check out our website at www.alcfnow.org. Until next time, we pray that you will live abundantly.